You know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. As the dust kind of settles on the chaos that was the NBA's trade deadline. BJ Armstrong is here once again, as always. We're going to break down some of the winners and maybe some of the losers of the deadline day. Now, the obvious winner, the team who made the biggest splash at this deadline, was the Phoenix Suns, who went out and got Kevin Durant. Now, I wrote some initial thoughts on this in my newsletter, which you can sign up to. I'll put the link in the description of the show, of the podcast, so you can check that out and um, you can have a read of what I said. But BJ, you know, you said on the last episode, you expressed your concerns that Katie's coming off an injury and Booker's coming off an injury. So maybe they're not, you know, making a run this year. Maybe it's next year. But right now we're talking about players that are being bought out of their contracts. What do they need to add to their roster either now or in the summertime to give them some depth to make a championship run. Talking about the talking about the Phoenix Suns? Yes, sir, with Kevin Durant. Well, you know, now they have new ownership, right? And their new their new ownership is going to have to figure out what financially he's willing to commit to to do that. Um and that's just a question of comfort of him and his advisors and James Jones and all all of those people. I think this season gives them an excellent opportunity to figure that out. Also, at some point, they're going to have to address their point guard situation moving forward. With, you know, Chris Paul and more importantly, their backup situation is figuring out how they're going to work with those guys um, and, and figuring out which which one of these players is going to be healthy enough to move forward. Um, you know, Chris Paul is getting up there in age. Um, and as you age, you know, you're going to, you know, you're, you're, you're not as going to be, it's expected that you're not going to be available to play every single night. However, I really think they have to address their backup situation. And at the point guard position or the point guard in position. general. Okay. Well, I, I think, one or the other. I mean, they're, they're going to have to do, if Chris Paul is going to be, if they, they determine that Chris Paul is going to be, let's say, say, just say they're going to work on a two-year to three-year time frame. That's all what right, they've what's got. What's Chris Paul's, yeah, what's their, what's their, uh, what's his availability? So, they're trying to predict that. But more importantly, they're going to have to address the backup. Someone yeah. that is going to have to play substantial minutes and be able to play and play at a high level because, with Kevin Durant on the roster, they're expected to compete for an NBA championship. Yeah, so, you know, Cameron Payne showed some great stretches for them two years ago, but he's kind of faded away a little bit, had some injuries. Um, you know, I talked about this in the article that I wrote. They've got a three-year championship window here. Kevin Durant is under contract for three more years. Chris Paul is 37. By the time Kevin Durant's contract is up, Chris Paul's going to be 40 years old, and that's if he is still on the team. So in my opinion... They've got to look to either move off Chris Paul, as you said, get in a point guard. That's why I looked at the the Bones Highland deal of him going to the Clippers for just two second round picks. That would have been a steal if they could have got a guy like Bones Highland, a young point guard that can come in off the bench as CP3 phases out. Um, do you think losing Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson, two of the best 3 and D players in the NBA, is a loss when it comes to the defensive side of the basketball. Obviously, Kevin Durant is a great defender when he's healthy and on the court. They've got Tory Craig, who they can slot into their lineup. 
But do you think that they're going to miss having Bridges, who is a defensive player of the year candidate almost every season and the most durable player in the NBA? Because I don't think he's missed a game yet in his career. And Cam Johnson as well, who's a 40% shooter from three and can lock up on defense too. When you, when you say miss, you know, listen, you're, you're, you're talking about a great talent like Kevin Durant. You know, you're going to have to give up something to get something. So, Oh, of course, but on Durant, defense yeah. now, how is it? How is it looking? Well, again, if, if, when you're constructing your team, you know, I, here. I mean, here, here. I mean, here's the bottom line. You say Mikael Bridges is a small forward. Cam Johnson is a small forward, power forward. I don't think there's a comparison when you say the defense and the offensive capabilities of Kevin Durant. To me, that's a wash. That's not even a. <laughs> that's not. That's not even a consideration. You're you're giving up. You know, two really good players, for an exceptional talent on both sides of the basketball. I mean, Kevin Durant is a game changer. You know, that that's not even. There's no question about that. But the the question is the durability of Mikael Bridges and what they both offer on the defense side of the ball. Because if you're asking Kevin Durant to come in off another injury. At the age he is now, because it seems like he gets one of these injuries every season, and you're going to ask him to be your best defender and your best offensive option, that's a lot to ask for Kevin Durant. Okay, and that's fine. But if that is the case, then you should keep Cam Johnson and you should keep the other, you know, Mikael Bridges. But I don't think they, I don't think they inspire the same you know, expectations than a Kevin Durant does. So I, I think Kevin Durant, you know, look, injuries can happen to anyone. That's a part of the game. But with Kevin Durant, suddenly now we're talking about, they're talking about a championship run. So Kevin Durant alone, whether he, is, and he's injured right now. That, that's the thing. He's injured right now. And that's we're why still I asked saying, the question, yeah. Yeah, so with him, I don't think there's a, to me, that's not a that's not even a it's no big deal. Like, okay, I I get it. You got to give up players. You know, you, I I you would some would argue that you know if you're going to get an all star player, you probably want to get an all star player back. However, I think with Kevin Durant, provided he's healthy, you know, Cam Johnson, if I remember correctly, he's coming off an injury this year. Right? I think he had surgery. He missed a substantial amount yep. of games this year. Mikael um, Bridges really started to come on his own. I think out of necessity on the offensive end in particular, um, he really established himself defensively what he's able to do on that end. But I think it's a no-brainer for the Phoenix Suns with, with Kevin Durant, that Kevin Durant just raises the expectations. And if he's healthy, which, you know, look, I, I have every reason to believe he's going to, you know, he's going to play and perform. But if he does that, I think it just gives them a legitimate chance to really win the final game of the season. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone who's thinking that they shouldn't have gone out and got Kevin Durant, but the best ability is availability. So we'll see, mm -hmm. you know, as he ages as well, you know, someone tweeted to me today saying, oh, if KD can maintain his game like LeBron has till he's 38, 40 years old, and I'm like, how LeBron maintains his game is not normal. It's not normal for a player to be, have that little injuries throughout a 20-year career, right? That's an anomaly. But speaking of LeBron and the Lakers, they did really well at the trade deadline. And I really like what they did. 
obviously we've talked about them bringing in D'Angelo Russell, um, Jared Vanderbilt, and Malik Beasley. But then mm-hmm. they made a made a few other moves. They went and got Mo Bamba uh, in exchange for Patrick mm-hmm. Beverly, which is mm-hmm. you know, kind of funny given all the things Patrick Beverly talks about. But I'm really liking the depth of this Lakers team now in comparison to what they had before. What do you mm-hmm. think about the Lakers? I, I think that they can make it to the playoffs. Do you? Well, anything is possible. Right? Can they make it to the playoffs? Yes. You know, I... I, I... I'm, you know, I just want to bring this up here, you know, because, you know, you have to just lay it out there, you know, all on the table for everyone to see. Do I think they can make the playoffs? Yes. Do I think they improve their roster? Yes. Vanderbilt and and, and these guys, they really, they, they look, are really like a nice team yesterday. I mean, they really had depth. Mm-hmm. They played at a high level. You didn't see a drop off when they made substitutions. It, you know, you could even argue that they were better now with the, with the addition of these guys, which yeah. I think they are. Now, at some point here, you know, LeBron now has missed, what, the last, what, two or three games? Since, uh, he's missed two games since he broke the record. Since, since, now, okay, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know if he's injured. I don't know what, what is going on. I, it's kind of vague, but maybe, maybe I might have missed that in all of the hoopla. You know, there's a sense of desperation. All of these games matter now. This is going to be a very, very tight race. And all of these games matter. So they're going to need their full roster. You know, they did look good last night, but they played against the Warriors, who if they don't have their full roster. Mm-hmm. And these games matter. So I'm beginning to get a little concerned with the following. We keep saying they're going to. And we're, what, we're, what are we, like 50-something games in? 50, yep. 55 games in or something like that? Yeah, they played now, 57. At some point, yeah, at some point here, we got to start winning these games. I said we. The Lakers have to start winning these games. So I don't know, you know, what's going on with their full entire roster, but I do know that this team is being built around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And... You know, they keep making all of these moves, and that was a really nice win for them. They probably should have lost last night, (laughs) okay? The Warriors are in the same predicament as the Lakers. So do I think they can make the playoffs? Yes. Am I expecting them to make the playoffs if everyone's not healthy? No. And we can't keep saying next week because at some point Mm -hmm. here, Mo, next week is over. Okay, so I don't know how this is going to play out. But what I do know is the Western Conference is much improved. Now Kyrie's over in in the West. In Dallas. In Dallas, you got KD's now in Phoenix. And all of these games matter. And as you just said, you know, you know, availability matters now. And uh, that is that, that. And right now, I just want to see them make this push. If well, they're going to do it, and I'm not sure what's going on with LeBron. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you know. I don't know what's. He going had on a with foot it. injury in the game. He broke the record, and he, okay. he hurt his foot in that game. So, you know, the thing with the Lakers though is they've called it a pre-agency, so ahead of free agency because they know that they can't go out in free agency and be able to pay all of the guys that they've just acquired. They're now mm-hmm. going to be able to retain this roster, which is much younger than it was before, moving forwards onto next season. So, I think 
that's definitely a plus for the Lakers. As you said, they got to win the games. I want to talk about the teams who didn't fare so well in the trade deadline. However, I've got to ask you what your thoughts are on the situation involving the Warriors, the Portland Trailblazers, your Detroit Pistons, the Atlanta Hawks with a four-team deal that saw Gary Payton going back to Golden State. It had James Wiseman going to Detroit. It had Sadiq Bey going to Atlanta and a bunch of second-round picks. I think it was five second-round picks going to the Portland Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers didn't disclose the full extent of Gary Payton Jr.'s injury. And so when he came to do his medical for the Warriors, he failed it. And the Warriors have complained to the league that the Trailblazers didn't disclose the full extent of his injury. I want to get from your perspective as an agent and someone who's formerly been in a in a front office. Just can you explain how these things work for the fans that are listening? Well, you know, you hear this all the time. I think everyone, I'll just here to remind everyone how this works. You know, if when you, you know, when you get an exam, you have, you have, and deservingly so, right? I mean, it's, it's encouraged from every team to always get a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion. So you can have one doctor who could say he's fine to play. You can have another doctor who says, I think this is a concern. Okay. Now it's your job to take that information and process it as you see fit. Right. You hear players all the time get second, third opinions on what they should, what they should or shouldn't do. So when you have these scenarios, which happens quite frequently, that's why, you know, it's important for you to get these multiple, you know, you know, these multiple looks and, and multiple opinions from different, uh, from different doctors and medical staff. So that's nothing new. However, what is interesting is that how they keep extending the deadline because these mm-hmm. all these guys are at their at their team now to me you know you know like we're, we're here you know i want to share this with our with our listeners you know we we always want to share the medical because those are just fact you know those are just the facts and we look at these doctors and we say well the doctor said he can play well okay what does that really mean it's still a subjective thing Mm-hmm. It's still a very subjective thing. Now, the thing that's most fascinating to me as an agent, as an ex-player, as an ex-executive is the human side of this, which is all of these players have been traded. All of these players are in the in the cities that they were traded to. They moved all their stuff. And what's <laughs> They, well, they haven't moved anything. Okay, so, so you know, so, so not like Mo Bamba, who had a U-Haul truck ready outside his apartment for the second well, that trade well, went through. Well, okay, he had a U-Haul truck. Okay, where's he going to move it from? Orlando to, to LA. LA. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so whatever. Okay, he, he's doing that as you as as the younger junior for the gram. That's all for Instagram. Some no, say he's still happening. driving. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 that's that's not happening. Okay, you know, it, it's winter here in America, so I'm not worried about that. However, I think the thing that's interesting is all these players are in their cities. All these players are ready to go. And it gets very awkward if those players have to go back in that locker room. Yeah, they can't. They can't take James Wiseman back here and Gary Payne. It's happened before. It's happened before. It's happened, you know. I remember when it happened with Robert Ory and they won a championship with the Houston Rockets that year. 
Mm. He was traded that year and then he comes back. You know, it happened with Sean Elliott. Um, it happened with clients of mine. It's happened. Okay. But it, it, it's happened and it'll happen again. Why? Because when we say the doctor said, we just take that as like, you know, you get second and third opinions all the time. Like when you go have a surgery, you don't just listen to one guy. You want to make sure you get as much information as possible before you actually before you actually have to perform the surgery. So that's nothing new. It's just it makes it more sensational when you say the doctor. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's kind of like it verifies that you know something it makes like, it hey, sound official. Yeah, you, you you can see 10 doctors. And one doctor, you may find five of them that says, you know, uh, the patient needs surgery. And then you may find, say, five that, that doesn't need surgery. Now, it's your job to, to make the decision on which one you need or which one you which one you want to go with. So I'm looking at this going, they knew something was going on with him. He hasn't played a lot of games. So it's not like we didn't know he was injured. So suddenly now, what's what what happened? He missed what he missed practically the entire season, if I remember correctly. Yep. So it wasn't like we didn't know this. Okay. So whatever is going on, which you and I aren't privy to, so I don't want to begin to speculate. And as a person who works in this league, I don't like discussing people's medical conditions openly. You know, it's like, well, what's going on with what's going on with BJ? Well, his back is da da da. Like, yeah, like, whoa, you don't normally just go around just talking about people's, you know, hey, you know, health. BJ, how was your? Yeah, you don't go and talk, talking about when people go to, to see the doctor and my medical condition. So, let's just see how this plays out. How it's going to get resolved? It is fascinating because the league keeps pushing the timeline back to figure it out. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you just saw earlier today, the Warriors filed a claim. Yep. Against the Portland Trailblazers. So it seems to be picking up momentum as far as how this is going to be resolved on the hour. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. But the most, to me, interesting thing is the human element of this is how are these players, if it doesn't go through, how are they going to be received? If they have mm -hmm. to go back to their, you know, to their teams. And that to me is going to be an awkward. I mean, Mo, you would love the awkwardness that that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would be all over that. I mean, yeah, that's so my that bad. to me is the story. That's the story of this whole thing. Yeah. Okay. You don't, you didn't trade the guy, that, but you'll trade him over the summer. However, if they have to go back to the team, wow, you're talking about an mm. awkward scenario. That's, that's going to be very awkward. That is awkward. And, uh, you know, one part of uh, breaking news that's just appeared right now is the Cleveland Cavaliers, who I wanted to talk about because they were very quiet on the trade deadline. There were talks about Karis LeVert maybe getting moved, but they, were, they ended up being quite quiet. They've just signed mm -hmm. Danny Green off the buyout market who got a buyout from the Houston Rockets. Who's this? Who just did this? The Cleveland Cavaliers just signed Danny okay, Green, who's Danny actually Green. started okay. his career with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, okay. What do you think about that addition to their roster? He brings some championship veteran experience. He's obviously won rings in the bubble and with San Antonio. And with Toronto, actually. Um, well, and yeah. some shooting off the bench. Well, what this lets me know is that Cleveland thinks that they can advance past the first round. And, you know, and when so you start bringing in, yeah. And when you start bringing in players 
of that caliber, you want to up, you want to upgrade your professionalism at the end of the bench, because with the roster as it's currently constructed, right? No guard is going to come there and think they're going to play more than Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. They have their bigs. There's guys are going to demand big minutes. So there, there isn't a lot of playing time there. However, with the one thing you do want to make sure that you have is championship pedigree at the end of the bench, because those guys could be the difference between you winning a series and not, especially as you advance. So good for the Cleveland Cavaliers to begin to prepare and let Evan Mobley and these guys know what they're expecting without coming out and saying that. And I think this is great. Mm -hmm. I think Donovan Mitchell needs this. I think, you know, Darius Garland needs this. And, 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 you know, I think the world of this kid, Evan Mobley. So I think it's a great, great sign that the Cleveland Cavaliers are beginning to prepare to say, we are expecting to get past the first round. We're expecting to get to the conference finals with a little luck here and there, us playing well and the right matchups. We could even get to the NBA finals. So I think this is a great move, you know, by their, by their organization to put players around that has championship pedigree to talk to these guys because, you know, when you start talking about winning a championship, that's tough. And mm-hmm. I think Danny Green, it was a great pickup for them and what they're trying to do down there in Cleveland. Absolutely. But uh, speaking of championships, BJ, we, we're recording a quick episode today because you're busy with Super Bowl Sunday and this will be going out on Monday morning. So I want to get from you a Super Bowl prediction. We've got oh, the Philadelphia Eagle, Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> both 16 and three. According to my Google search, as you know, I don't watch NFL. So <laughs> evenly matched teams in the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is like when you evenly try to watch matched. the World Cup. This is like when you try to watch yeah, Premier League. Yeah. I have no idea what's going yeah. on. No idea. I have no idea. <laughs> Who you got winning? I, I, I have no idea who's winning. I, I'll just say the Chiefs just to say someone. I, I have no idea. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Detroit kid, so I, I root for my Detroit Lions, you know, so. Are they good? You know. Of course we are. We're from Detroit. What do you mean? Are we good? Everything in Detroit's good. Everything from Detroit is good. You know, the Detroit. I Lions, heard you cut absolutely. pizza into squares, so I don't know how good that could be. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. We have the best pizza. We got the best. We got the best of everything. So the so they went now, nine and eight. The Detroit Lions went yeah, nine and eight in NFC North. Yeah. So you know now everyone in London, everyone in the UK. You know, we've adopted. They're the lion. They're Lions fans. So now you guys are American football. You're Lions fans now. That's, wow. that's what wow. that's what we did. Wow. wow, maybe you're Lions fans now. Well, you're a Lions fan. I don't. Maybe. I don't watch NFL. So if you want me to be yeah, a Lions well, fan, exactly. You okay. don't watch, but you're a Lions okay. fan. So if someone asks, let you, me see the jersey. Say, hey, I'm a Lions fan. I'm a Lions. Fan. Yeah, Detroit Lions jersey. Because this is what it's really about for me. Because I don't. I don't it's, care yeah. about it. It's, it's, it's blue. called Honolulu blue. Yeah, Honolulu blue. Not just blue. It's Honolulu blue. Honolulu. No, it, it looks like the uh, UNC colorways that they have on Jordan. So it'll match. Mm. It'll match Honolulu nicely. Honolulu blue. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Maybe feel the roar. Feel the roar. That's what we say up there. <laughs> Feel the roar. <laughs> well, BJ, appreciate your time. I'm going to leave you to enjoy Super Bowl Sunday with your family. Appreciate you guys. We're going to be back tomorrow with more NBA talk. Thanks, Feel everybody. The roar. Feel the roar. Feel the roar. Feel the roar. I know BJ's going to be sitting in his Lions jersey watching the Super Bowl, but 
that's a whole nother story uh not the london lions we're talking about the detroit lions yeah. in case in case you're just joining but anyway thank you guys appreciate you enjoy the super bowl uh, i'm looking forward to rihanna's performance i will be tuning in at halftime and tuning out at the end of halftime and then maybe in again for the last five minutes of the game until then my people have a great great start to your week and most importantly get buckets